Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemmer. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to another episode of Ten Backwards, the uh, UK-based podcast talking all about Star Trek. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Epperson, and joining me today is my co-host, Gemma Turland. Hello. And that is it. It is just us two yep. today. Um, it's it's cosy. It is, yeah. Will and Rick have decided to go and watch some Fast and Furious film. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the name of the film, not a film that is fast and or furious. I, I don't I don't believe... Actually, no, I don't believe that is the name of the film. I believe it's... I don't know. Um, something along the lines of Starsky and Hutch or the Banjo and Kazooie? Peter. Kazooie, <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. I'm oh. really fast. Yeah. I'd hate to see that. Yeah. I'm a fan of Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, um, okay. Why haven't we gone to see this Banjo Kazooie film? <laughs> because it's not a Banjo Kazooie film, that's why. <laughs> so. It- Anyway, we just get in the way. They like to sit and hold hands while they watch okay. it, so we're cramping oh, their style. That's a lovely, sweet image. <laughs> so, so in the meantime, we are going to have a, a short um, break from our regular Star Trek discussions, um, and we're just going to kind of trial out a thing that I've been thinking of doing for a while. Um, essentially, I was thinking of finding a little podcast where we would, I would talk to someone about a particular episode of Star Trek that's maybe considered less good than other episodes picking up those underrated those underloved episodes and seeing if we can find some good stuff about them yeah a little bit inspired by some of the some of the times we've sort of done in defense of a odd numbered star trek film um so i thought it might be quite fun to start that off try and fill um fill the gap while those guys are off at the cinema without us and we're going to talk about a very much um maligned deep space nine episode let he who is without sin. Uh, this is the episode where the DS9 crew, or some of the DS9 crew, visit Ricer. Um, on IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, this is, uh, gets 5.6 stars. Um, the rest of the fifth season of Deep Space Nine gets all well above six, and even some nine-star episodes. So it's very much the lowest rating. If you go and look at the Trek Ranks page, uh, it is rated 172 out of 173 Deep Space Nine episodes. So it's definitely down in the low ratings. What's, what's 173? Prophet and Lace, where, where Quark pretends to be a lady Ferengi. Oh, yes. Yeah. On Trek ranks, it's even rated worse than The Muse, uh, which <laughs> has the story vampire that gets Jake. Yeah. So, but I think I think this even bad Star Trek has got is you know is still good in some ways. So. Yeah, I think there's definitely something yeah, in so there we've both of interest it, um, along the way. And the general yeah. thrust of the story is uh, Worf and Dax, who are kind of new in their relationship still, are working out some of the uh, their issues that, namely, Worf is somewhat uptight and traditional and very much serious relationship 
uh, is Jad Ziadax is very much carefree, free-spirited, and fun-loving. So she persuades him to go to Raisa for a vacation. She's very much not Worf as it is. Uh, and then they're also joined by Bashir and Lita and Quark. What could possibly go wrong? Well, absolutely. That sounds like actually sounds like a fairly good road trip. <laughs> Uh, and they get to Risa, tensions increase as an old lover of Curzon Dax is, is sort of hanging around Risa, along with a, a group who feel that the Federation has become decadent and Risa is a particular symbol of their uh, of, of, of this decadence that's pervading the Federation and they need to be vigilant and ready and go back traditional to the traditional values. Mm. Which they never they never fully explain what those traditional values are, do they? They just they don't. They don't go into exactly how the people should be behaving, just that this is not it. We're dedicated to the moral and cultural traditions of the Federation. This is a statement of our principles. Um, it's kind of interesting because when they say, oh, go back to the traditional values that made the Federation great. So I thought, what was that, like 100 years ago? Because mm. 100 years ago, McCoy was always on about going off to like <laughs> some pleasure planet. Yes. Yeah, but when um, when Scotty gets hurt in an engineering accident, um, Kirk and McCoy take him down to a planet to a strip show. Yeah, um, where you know Scotty then like kills a stripper, which is a bit weird. But uh, <laughs> less about that episode. The better. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, it's not it's not those traditional values, surely. Hopefully not. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a it's it, it's. Mm. I like I, I quite enjoy um Pascal Fullerton and his um his new essentialist movement. He is he's he's quite hamtastic, isn't he? He really <laughs> uh, he really yeah. gets his, his teeth into the role. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, it's a good representation of those sort of those fundamentalist groups that you maybe get in today's society that uh, are always sort of telling us that uh, we're not being morally correct. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, but what's kind of interesting in this episode is we have a main character who says, do you know what? I think these guys are onto something. We do need to stop running about in our swimsuits. Yes. But he was fueled by just being cross and he was having a bad time and he just wanted everybody else to have a bad time as well. This this is the ultimate grumpy wharf episode. Yeah. Um, it, it what I found interesting was um, I mean, I have I haven't I have an issue with Riser. I find mm. it a kind of I think it, it for me it, it it highlights some of the more worrying sides of the Federation. Is right from your from your depth of knowledge. Are the Risons, are they um, are they native to the planet? I think so. I think um, it's I think it's implied in Enterprise when they visit Risa that mm. they, the the, the Risons are native, yeah. Yeah. But the planet has been massively terraformed and it's you know, it's 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 as just you know used in this episode, it's it's an artificial environment. It is, yeah. Yeah. So, who made it that way, mm. and and who the whole? It's basically it's a sex slave for 
holiday planet, isn't it? Really. So that's been that's been that's been artificially made to be a, a beautiful um, environment, so that people from the Federation can go there and have and have. Well, what's the what's the the term? Yeah. Haram, haram with uh, with all the pretty locals and um, and they love it. It's their culture. It they is. love it. What that is yours, and I just find it really it is, disturbing. It's, very, it's, it, it, it's massively hinged on everyone going there and having a lot of sex. Uh, yeah. It does seem to be the predominant holiday activity. Um, yeah, I know at one point um, Arendis talks about trying to organise a game of racquetball or something like that. Oh, a ball in, which is just a yeah. preposterous idea. But, um, it's yeah. just like, and everyone's complaining because there's no substitute for going and having sex, but they could, they could, they can't have sex in the rain. So exactly. Well, you know, as well, yeah, as as Will kind of pointed out while we were watching it, it's it's raining outside. There's nothing else to do. Why not just all go and have sex? Of course, because yeah, that's what they were all doing before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting to note what the um, Robert Hewitt Wolf and Iris Stephen Bear, who wrote the episode, said the main reason the episode failed was because they were restricted on how open they could be about mm-hmm. sexuality. They, they didn't seem that restricted because mm. that's all they seemed to talk about. Yeah. I, they said this this was a show that was supposed to be examining sex, but it wasn't allowed to actually show any sex. How was it examining sex? Surely that wasn't even the main thrust of the... It was, it was about relationships, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I I thought it, it it made some interesting points, but I I took that to be more about examining mm-hmm. a society where essentially you can have you can live in complete decadence thanks to replicators yeah. and mm-hmm. the the technology that can literally transform a a geologically unstable yes. world with bad weather into a beach paradise. Then you can live there. Sex is one is is but one activity, although obviously one that everyone seems to be up, um, interested in. Um, I I thought the the fascinating bit about it was this was maybe the the most extreme example of how you could take the Federation life um, into its most decadent you know its extreme, um, and then you would have that backlash. You have those who say, well, actually, there must be more to life than just laying around. Eating, drinking, sunbathing, and Jamaharan. Mm. Um, but as yeah, but as Dax said, she is and she's given um, a life to defend the Federation. Surely she deserves a bit of holiday. And these are yeah, these are these are characters who spent a lot of time fighting Jemhadar, and they're not decadent, and they're not um, laissez-faire luge. They they don't spend all their time lounging around. And, but this is our one holiday. So yeah, so then to I don't know. Uh, how many other people on that planet are having their one holiday? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't see, I didn't, I don't see an issue with them um, having a couple of weeks break. Yeah, and what was what was his name? The, the leader of the essentialists. Oh, my name is Pascal Fullerton. Pascal Fullerton. Pascal Fullerton was um, when he did oh, that terrible attack on the Solarium where they knocked over a table and pulled down a few curtains. Uh, he was saying, ah, what would you do if we were the Jem'Hadar? You think you're safe? It's a paradise of yours. But you're not. 
What if we had been Jem'Hadar or Klingons or Romulans? Hmm? You'd be dead now. Um, we, we, we could come in here and no one has stopped us, but you're there because you are Federation citizens. And that's how you got so deep into Federation space that you can go onto their holiday planet. But surely Jem'Hadar would have been stopped before they got that far because they have been stopped before yes. they got that far. And there was... They'd have been spotted at least, yeah. and people would have had a chance to evacuate. Exactly. And there was a conversation with Worf out um, a Klingon attack, and they attacked us because they thought we were soft, but they were beaten. They were mm. fought off. So you're not soft. No, no. I mean, when you if you refer back to like Way of the Warrior, mm. the Klingons thought they were going to take Deep Space yeah. Nine easily, um, and they it, it didn't so happen. Didn't so... Um, but it's kind of actually a bit of a recurring theme because it comes up again in Insurrection when um, Ruafo says to Admiral Dougherty, um, how many times have you been attacked in recent history? The the Borg, the Klingons, the Dominion, uh, they all smell the stench of death on the Federation. But every single time they're back, so... Yes, exactly. I think it's uh, the Federation's perceived as a, as a mm. peace-loving... Uh, no. Entity, which obviously it is, but um, it's not weak by any stretch. So, but um, yeah, so I've, I've Bulletin is essentially while I like Bulletin as a character, um, I don't, I don't get, I don't buy into his reasoning at all. Um, I mean, how did you feel about Worf joining him? Do you think that was sort of consistent with Worf's character? Yes, I do. Yes, I do think it was consistent. Um, uh, he's. Um, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not a man given to relaxation, and he's always vigilant. And but yeah, no, I think it's funny. And I think the um, the exploration of why he is the way he what is the story from his childhood that was um, I didn't actually know that, and that was a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. And it, and it works really well with his character, I think. So yeah. Next thing I knew, the ball was sailing into. I roared with triumph and turned around to Mikhail to gloat only to find him lying in the grass, bleeding. Our heads had collided when we both went up for the ball. I had not felt the impact, but I had broken his neck, and he died the next day. I, I don't know. I don't know whether he was... Whether... He's not usually petty, is he? And he was being very petty, I think. Whether he would actually... I would, I would expect him to go as far as he did. Yeah. It, it does come across as kind of petty. He's become frustrated. His holiday's not gone how he's liked. He's, he's not really working out the things he wanted to work yeah. out with Jadzia. So he then decides to ruin everybody's holiday. Bit of a joke. Which is kind of a bit of a jerk move. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty feed off if I was at some lovely um, hotel for relaxing by the pool. And then some, some guy made it rain just because, you know, he wasn't having a fun holiday. But I do like, there's kind of an interesting insight into Worf's character when he explains the story of um, how he accidentally killed someone as a child. Yes, that was that was a surprise that he actually killed this boy. And um, that's, yeah, that says a lot about well, him. It really explains so much about Worf. Yes. Because he, he, through Next Generation, he's always been very sort of buttoned up and reserved mm. and tightly wound. Um, but we've seen other Klingons through Next Gen yep. into DS9, and they've been kind of rowdy, fun-loving, laughing. Um, you're kind of like, Worf's always like so Klingon, but he's also so not so Klingon. Not. 
you, yeah, so. and that that's a, a believable reason. I'm I was surprised they went that far with the, yeah. the death of a child. Yeah, but yeah, it, it... yeah, because they they could have done that story and said uh, I nearly killed him. Yes, he recovered, but ever since then I was I was with. But they actually went it's like yeah, he's it's like flipping it. Well, if you had to live with that, you know, that you accidentally killed someone. Yep. Yeah, impressive they went that far. But uh, I don't I think we keep focusing on, on Worf's um, behaviour in, in this episode as if Jadzia is completely blameless the whole way through. She was being just as inconsiderate, I would say, as he was. But I think, you know, she she understood how he felt about things, whether or not he, he's, he was justified in feeling that way. She could have, I don't know, talked to him about it more or just, told, just telling him to hmm. stop being so silly, maybe... I don't know. Yeah. Stop yeah, inviting everybody I mean, on their holiday. Although, I don't know. See, what, I think any detractor from this episode, I have to say, just, just for that moment early on when um, he agrees that Lita and Bashir can join them, Lita's very happy, grabs him, yes. and then gleefully goes off. Worf, like, um, Bashir reaches out and he just says, do not hug me. <laughs> and... <laughs> Just that that moment alone is worth the price of admission for me. But yeah, I mean, Jadzia sort of continues, you know, she, she knows he has hang-ups around her previous relationships and dalliances. And it is unfortunate that within two minutes of beaming down, they run into someone who literally killed her previous host with sex. But, I mean, he was, he was, he was out of order in the, in kind of automatically assuming that she was going to run off with this woman just because there was a previous relationship and, and all that. But but she could have maybe, I don't know, she spent more time with Worf. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you probably wasn't the most fun well, to be spending time with running around reading those that new essentials leaflet. But I don't know, she maybe could have talked to yeah. him about the jealousy issues a bit earlier uh, on. Yeah. Before it had to become an argument. Yeah, he was actually... Know. He shouldn't have been jealous. He, was a bit, he, he was shouldn't a bit have trusted her. Kind of almost edging on uh, abusively in trouble, yes. wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, she does call him on that quite early on. Mm. Um, you know, I'm still going to live my life, and she's going to go on yes. like the Iperberry juice. Um, so, mm. um, like, that is a mistake. It's my You're mistake allergic. to make. <laughs> there was points yeah. on it when um, I kept thinking... What I quite liked was um, Aranda's reaction to Worf. Um, you could see that she was almost like, "I don't like, I don't like Dax's new boyfriend." Yes, it's like that 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 friend who see who sees her friend's new boyfriend is like, "Yeah, he's a bit controlling." I'm not really yeah. sure about this guy. Like, what is she doing? Um, yeah. And I, I do think actually there was a lot of facial expressions she yeah. that sort of conveyed that quite nicely. It's like, uh, "What's this relationship like?" I think. I think there's definitely a lot of good Worf stuff in this episode, like the reveal about his past. Um, I think viewed on its own, it can be quite worrying about him as a he um, as a boyfriend because he doesn't come across very well, particularly in the early part. Um, I, I, I feel like his about face is a little bit sudden. He's like, well, well, I've got I've got that scar yeah. from my past off my chest, so now I'm cool with everybody. <laughs> going around in the sunshine having sex all the time indeed yeah it was a bit it was all a bit um convenient and a bit story-led and uh, uh, for the plot for the sake of the plot not really yeah mm. yeah and well it well it got to the point that this when he sort of he was 
he was woken up yeah. by how far the guy was willing to go to actually put people in danger. Mm. And then that woke him up. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was also yeah. part of his. And uh, yeah, and they had the heart to heart. There's also there was also the um the B maybe F story of um oh um what their faces um Bashir and uh oh Bashir and Lita uh, Lita the good the 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 good long term relationship of Bashir and Lita who we've never seen together up until that episode <laughs> am I right I think there was he flirted with her at the in the late series three episode. And then two episodes later, he gave her like okay. a sort of a, oh, hello there, um, thing when um, they were in a room together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they were just sort of occasionally referenced that they were together, but you don't really see much of it. I really can't think, can't think of much. T- but it turned out they were, they were, sorry, they were performing the right yes. separation, which is the least Bajoran sounding Bajoran tradition. That's the time I've ever seen. Towards the end of that, where they had the little ritual and they talked about the prophets being with each other and everything, that sounded fine. Yeah. But the weird thing about having like a a week where they... That have, 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 I don't know, they just have sex with each other and other people or I, I don't really know exactly, just have a party... Doesn't sound very Bajoran. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit peculiar that one. But um, I mean, I like that the, yeah. it, it implies the Bajorans have kind of a, a nice little ritual that allows for a, a relationship to end in a very amicable way, and that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it did, I don't know if it's just the Riser episode or if it's just their little spin on. Well, let's go to Riser and do it, and you know, let's like we we can like have sex with some other people, then with each other again for a couple more times, then some other people. That'll be nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know whether it was kind of like, I, I, I think maybe it was the theme of the episode sort of forced that. Yeah. That way that, and, and of course then it gives you the little reveal that actually Lita had a thing for Rom. Rom. My brother Rom. His brother Rom. He's so cute. And very sexy. My name is Pascal Fullerton. Which presumably at that point you think that was that was just a punchline. And then that then they they went with that to create the Leet and Rom relationship. Well they'd established Rom had feelings for uh, um the previous series uh, the previous mm-hmm. season in the episode where Rom set up a union. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if there was there was a fair bit of interplay between Lita and Rom then established he definitely had a thing for her and she was mm. very impressed by him setting this union up and he was a big supporter i don't mm. know if they maybe sort of from there thought, oh that might be a good way to go and sort of ran with it from that um and then obviously about halfway through series five that they, they do pay that off by putting mm. them together uh, i'm not sure if it was planned or not but uh it worked quite well and you know had a nice comedic moment Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. as I rewatched, I was, I was very, I, I found myself quite enjoying it. Really, it's an episode. Yeah, I did. Um, it was a gentle episode. It was a, it was a, a time filler episode. Yeah. Um, he did have a slight exploration of, um, mm. Wolf's character, which was 
but that just that story really just the um the the story of his childhood i think there was no there was no other hmm. in depth I, in him, I, mean, I would say when you look at the um the reactions from just from the production staff um i've already sort of touched upon they they felt they couldn't go far enough to show the sex um but there's some other comments that um a lot of them say a lot of the writers say it well ron moore said it's a show we all wish we had a second crack at uh renee aubergine who directed said mm. it was not his happiest time as a director um alexander siddig didn't like the episode but part of that was um that nana visitor had literally just given birth to their son uh, um so he was i can understand his mind was elsewhere indeed so um I know. I think if they were going to have a second crack, I'd like to see a bit more exploration of um, the idea of a group in the Federation that wanted to return to traditional values and things like that. Yeah. And that sort of, because that's that's one of those interesting things that shows that the the um, the cracks in the um, in the paradise of the, Fer the Federation. Indeed. Know, that it's not yeah. all perfect. I mean, that's one of the. That's one of the things that I know we've had some some good discussions about this previously. Is the Federation yeah. as wonderful as it makes out? Mm. Uh, and it's yeah, and there's there's always going to be people who don't fit that mold. Mm. Um, and yeah, and how do you deal with those people? So was, if there was a weak point of the episode, it was probably that that group didn't always come off as well as they could have done. Um, you referenced the bit where they launched their little attack. <laughs> it's literally they knocked the table over and you see a guy pull mm. like a, a, a curtain back. Yes. And then it turns out yeah. the phaser rifles haven't even got charging. So. Well, I suppose that was to indicate that they didn't actually want to hurt anybody. Mm. But yeah, yes, I think the scale of it, that was the problem, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And they were a bit, apart from the main guy, they were all a bit kind of reticent. Yes. Um, yeah, I and mean, they all have these grey suits on as well, which yes, is great to re represent their sort of mindset, their way of thinking. Yeah, their sobriety. It, it really undermined any threat that they would have. Yes. I suppose if they were all wearing the same suit, the same grey suit, that would be mm. interesting. Yeah, and if they had a little bit know, more it, militant it, air, they were more bumbling. Yeah. It, it it just came across they were being a, they were under attack by some slightly cross accountants. <laughs> Down with this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't actually want Jamal Haram, <laughs> and I don't like this curtain. Same to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, mm. so it kind of undermined. Although I do think the the Bolian part of it, he was pulling some really good faces. Yeah. He was he was he was going for it. He didn't really get he didn't get many lines, but I think his every every time he was on screen, he was pulling some. He was really going for it facially. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I really I I do I find there was more to enjoy in this episode than um, than I remembered, which was a pleasant surprise. I suppose it's not it's not as extraordinarily bad as some of the bad episodes. It was just there was nothing really that sort of stuck out as being particularly noteworthy or comic or mm. ridiculous. I mean, you talked about Muse and that's just so bad. 
Um, oh, I found it vastly more watchable than, than Story Vampire. Yeah. 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 This is this was just kind of limp. I would say it was the limpness that made it so bad. Yeah, I, I do think there's some fascinating themes in it, but they just didn't really come off very well. Mm. I think whether they could have been explored differently or in a in a in a more intense way might have been better. Yeah, and if maybe if they had more time, maybe two episodes. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I think no, I think they should have given yeah, maybe a series, maybe like a, a story a series, long story thread of this. <laughs> oh man, of this disgruntled bunch of oh, I just I don't like all the sex and the and the replicators. We should stop all this now. Grumpy Wolf on Ricer, yeah, Wolf being on Grumpy. Being grumpy on rice or a ten episode arc. Oh, you can't beat it. Be brilliant. <laughs> oh, would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 by no means a perfect episode, but I would. It's not one I'd skip if I was doing a rewatch. Like when um when we did our Lark Twine of Troy episode, hmm. I literally skipped over the, the the story vampire bits in the news. I don't think I even watched that episode. Yeah. I thought, yeah. well, we're talking about Lex Wines, I don't need to see the story of Empire skip part of the story. Yes, exactly. So I literally cut it, I couldn't sit through it. Whereas, <laughs> um, I, no, I think I would happily watch through this. Again, I think there is some interesting uh, interesting concepts that just don't really get explored enough. Hmm. Um, and in some ways don't get executed very well. Um, no. To be almost just comical when, uh, <laughs> when they launch their attack. Yeah, I don't I don't. I don't think it, it deserves to be in the bottom two of episodes. No, I. I don't. I think there are much worse episodes. I think it's just. It's. Uh, I guess it's. For me, it's. It's the limpness and it's the forgettable, forgettability of it, and it's just a bit meh. Yeah. So that's. I guess that's why it doesn't. It's not particularly noteworthy. Mm. Yeah, it's just sort of. It just doesn't stand out. And um, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It, if, the, if they, I mean, yeah, I think they were massively hampered by what what they could and couldn't do. I suppose mm. with the 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 weather and when the the planet was being affected, um, if they could have made it bigger and more dramatic and. I don't know people in danger. Yeah. That would have yeah. that would have had an that would have worked better with the whole. They would have made them feel more like a terrorist organization. I think, okay, I think fast forward to the new century was a good concept that just needed to be explored further. And uh, I think they could really have had something there. Yeah, could have had this organization could have been. They could have had a few. They could have been dropped in throughout the, the series. Mm. You know, they could have been holding a rally on Deep Space Nine or someone just doing a bit of preaching or something like that. And, um, yeah, they could have seeded through, couldn't they? And so the way that the way that Deep Space Nine brought the end of the Federation so well, um, this is something that could have been explored and enhanced, really. Right. Um... I think that kind of probably brings us back to the end of our uh, our discussion on Let's Views Without Sin. I think so. Anything else? No, I think we've covered it. No, I think 
Excellent. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, so in summation, I don't, I don't know if this will inspire anyone to go back and check this episode out. Um, and they might find, they completely disagree with us and get really angry that we made you go watch it. <laughs> Uh, sorry Why about that. You watch that it? Well, at least it wasn't Code of Honor. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Um, and please join us again on another episode. So, goodbye. Bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at mr imhotep hi thank you again for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed it if you did you might consider supporting us we have now have a patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however you get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher google play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 backward crew let's make sure that history never forgets the name 10 backward laddie don't you think you should rephrase that 10 backward 10 backward